0: Hey, before I begin, does anybody make music? Anybody a beat maker or has a prima who makes beats or something? Because I can't lie and say that I'm in love with the music I have, but it was free 99, so we're using it. Uh, but I'd like to change it up. I'm thinking something like Khalees' Bossy with the Cumbia Fusion, somewhere in that vein. Uh, if you know somebody or you are that somebody hit me up, please. I'm willing to pay. All right. Thank you. (laughs) Hello, hello. Yo. (sighs) It's been a long week. But welcome back to Oye With Me, Alexandra Flores. On today's episode, I'm speaking with one of my favorite artists and dearest friends, Chicago-based Ricardo Partida. A recent graduate of the master's program at SAIC, Rick and I speak about his days as a dancer, his time in chi and his current solo show, Final Fantasy. We started off by talking about the valley, the most south point of Texas, where Ricky is from.
1: Well, first of all, when I say the valley, like automatically people like think California, for one. And then I kind of have to like reiterate like what I mean by like mm-hmm. telling them it's in South Texas. And then people automatically like assume Austin or San Antonio. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, no, it's Go like further, South baby. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: It literally gets to the point where I have to tell people like, you know, where they're putting people in cages. Yeah. Let <laughs> me <I'm laughs>
0: shut them up real quick.
1: Yeah. And then they'll be like, oh. Well,
0: right. something I did learn. I know you're, I didn't know you were from Mexico City. Mm-hmm. How yeah. long did you live there?
1: So I'm a Mexican native. Um uh-huh. I uh I like moved around a lot in Mexico because my dad's an architect for gas and petrochemical devices. Uh-huh. So um we did a lot of like um moving around. We we came to the to the United States when I was like eight. Oh,
0: okay.
1: Yeah. And then I just I pretty much like I was raised in the valley, like in my street like that's like all i knew for a really long time
0: what were you into as a little kid like who's little ricky what is she wearing who is she listening to
1: T. <laughs> when i first came to the states i remember um in mexico i went to private school so i had like um isn't that pretty common unif-
0: down there sorry I didn't yeah
1: no yeah it is it's really common so hmm. i wore like a uniform um And then like we would pay for like lunch and like things like that. But then coming to America, I remember one of the things that kind of like blew my mind was the cafeteria system that you guys have and the really bad smell (laughs) of the floor cleaner. So um, I remember just like um, that kind of blowing my mind. And then another thing was the, like running around cones during like gym. (laughs) Like that was definitely something that, kind of like was new to me. I remember at the time Britney Spears hit me baby one more time was like playing Mm -hmm. on the radio a lot. And um, we would, I remember it was something that I would just like listen to her a lot when I was like running around cones during (laughs) PE. That's kind of how I learned how to speak English. Like I just like listened to a lot of like Janet Jackson, uh, like Britney Spears. I learned lyrics to songs that I didn't really know what they were saying. And then eventually just, like, started talking, like, Brittany and Jen.
0: That's so cute. <laughs> were you always into art, like, even when you were a little kid? Or no, not really?
1: Uh, no, I was not always into art. I was definitely that person in the room who could always just, like, well, you know, I was in the drill team growing up when I was, like, what? in high school. Oh, we yeah, I was, I was in, yeah, I was in the dance team. So I remember we'd, we would do, like, sometimes, like, um, pep rally things or just, like, um, little kind of like a promo stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was definitely that person in the room who could draw like a horse or who could kind of <laughs> like try to draw like a panther or something that we needed yeah. to. But you However, never thought I, anything
0: of it, right? No, like, that, yeah. yeah
1: it, it was just more like, um, I've always liked the challenge and I've always really liked being good at things. I think it's just in my nature to always want to try to do things and then try to like kind of excel at them.
0: So then if you um, – how did you, like, decide out of high school then, like, I want to major in, like, art? Did you start off majoring in art?
1: No. So um, upon my arrival to undergrad, I uh, took a class with a Texas ceramicist, uh, Christopher Leonard. It was a pretty, like I, – I believe it was, like, an art appreciation class. It was very, like, entry-level. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I needed, like, an elective, and that's why I took it but for some reason in that class i remember him really like instilling that idea of making art on my own and seeing how i could have a voice through visual art i don't know i I just feel like i've always been somebody who has like a lot to say but i don't really know how to put it in words so i feel like visual art has always really been a, a really good outlet for me to be able to like to express myself i do have a background in dance as i mentioned yeah. so i feel like also the mechanics and like just mm-hmm. like body motion was definitely something that definitely inspired the work and just oriented my mm-hmm. sense of a scale as well as proportion um in the work because I, I i'm just so used to the i guess that kind of like bodily mechanics
0: was your original major dance
1: yes oh, it okay. was Thank i you. wanted to be a ballet dancer when i was in i high could school. see that Yeah, like I, that's all I wanted to do. Um, And then the summer of 2010, I was in a competitive dance team and Mm -hmm. we went to Worlds and then we came back and I was really kind of like hyped up by going to like the World competition. So I went to a summer intensive over in Austin for Ballet Austin. Mm It was a really good intensive, like, it was kind of like a summer program that we did. Mm. But then later on, I remember when we were kind of, like, hanging out amongst, like, peers, somebody mentioning, like, you're really short.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Can you not be short and be a ballet Dancer?
1: No, the the minimum to be a male ballet dancer, you need to be five nine to play adult roles. So I would only be kind of like able to play like children and animals and like ballet. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> so it was de- yeah, so it was definitely something that I guess kind of like pushed me away from that. Till this day, I still like dance on mm-hmm. my own, whether it's like warming up for a pre-workout mm-hmm or maybe when I'm just like kind of like smoking with my roommate and like hanging out and fucking around. <laughs> That's... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> I just like Yeah, that. So, it's,
1: yeah so it's really, um, it's definitely something that not necessarily kind of like uh, reoccurs in the work, but mm-hmm. it's definitely something that it, um, informs my practice.
0: Yeah, because I was going to ask you, how did your early art look like? But I feel like from the beginning, at least from what I remember seeing your early stuff, it's always been like body centric, like somewhat focused on like the body. Now that you say dance, that completely makes sense now that like you you appreciate movement.
1: Yes, I really like that sense of movement. But you know what it is I think I like? I like that idea of um, anticipation. I like the Mm. the feeling of anticipation. I like that idea of like, I know this sounds really chaotic, but uh, back in grad school, um, I was really into watching like, uh 18 wheelers flip over so in northern western texas like we have really like uh, strong winds yeah so sometimes that 18 wheelers flip over out on the mm-hmm. roads mm-hmm. and there was this one particular moment that i really liked when the 18 wheelers were about to hit the ground where i would sometimes like screen shoot it mm-hmm. and it was that kind of like great sense of weight tilting over in a frame and that sense of anticipation of it hitting the ground that allowed me to kind of like build that um electricity in the air and um that's when i was like oh my god this is what i want the work to look like that definitely kind of like propelled an entire new body of work when i was in grad school which which leads me to i guess something that i wanted to say is that the the work does not necessarily always like come from a reference point, or something that I want the work to look like, but Mm -hmm. more of what I want the work to feel like.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, so um, I remember what, like, last fall, I was watching, like, um, Dust to Dawn. That moment when, like, Salma Hayek, like, puts her foot inside, like, Tarantino's mouth. Like, I really, yeah, I really, like, wanted to kind of have that energy or, like, that kind of, like, asserting of power in like the work and um it was just as much as like tilting the the focus downward you know but it's little things like that that just like i said inform the practice
0: i don't think i've ever asked you but i don't so like when i went away to school i experienced kind of like a shock and I'm sure there's a better word for it just because I was around like brown bodies all the time. That was my normal. And then going to a space where like we both went to the Midwest for school and just feeling like, and, and I could be different because I was younger, but just feeling like uh, overwhelmed, but also I right. didn't have, I didn't have the knowledge yet to fully understand what I was feeling. Uh, so I, right. I just want to know, cause I know you from undergrad in the Valley to chicago for grad school what is it like to what was it like for you to not see brown bodies all the time and did that affect you at all
1: yeah or your art well yeah that was a thing so coming to chicago like um i went to the school of the art institute Mm -hmm. uh here in chicago for my master's and um SCIC is a very white school like it's a very white school like most of the teachers are white most of the students are white like it's Really whack to the point that like there was like, I think we had two black students in my entire department, and then the another thing to kind of like take into account is that the school is also located in the downtown area of Chicago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so um, that is an area where you see a lot of people of color. Yeah, but we're all sitting behind a desk or opening a door for somebody or picking up a table. Like everybody's like working, Mm -hmm. in other words. So there's definitely like this kind of like attitude, you know, Mm -hmm. that happens. And then this kind of like, uh, I don't want to say a shift of power, but there's definitely kind of like a a reminiscent feel in the Mm -hmm. environment. I did find myself having to explain things for an entire community.
0: Yeah, you become like the representative almost
1: yeah rather than mm-hmm. just like for myself
0: mm-hmm.
1: um so that that was definitely something that i did encounter or um i didn't encounter like a lot of people like trying to um i guess like police the things that i said and the way that i set them i'm just gonna say like, yeah. uh, <laughs> an example yeah example so i remember when upon my arrival there was we we had critiques and one of the things that kept on coming up uh in the critiques was um people would say um This, and and you know that this is a term that people use in the critique system, Um, but um, people would say, uh, this work is very reminiscent of outsider art. Like, um, and what they mean by outsider art is outsider to the ideas of, or margins of academia.
0: Mm.
1: So, which, and and one of the things that I guess, kind of like took me off guard or just like didn't make sense to me, was how the fuck were all of these really privileged people who were clearly within the insiders (laughs) of academia in a master's program, and like one of the top master's programs for painting and drawing in the entire nation. Mm -hmm. Talking about each other's work, not meeting that kind of like, that criteria. Or like fitting into that idea of like academia.
0: Mm
1: So um that's definitely something that I challenged a lot, like in the critique space. Like people would literally be like, Oh like it, it, it's really good outsider work. And I would say, like, outsider to what? Mm-hmm. Outsider to you? Because you're not really that much on the inside girl. <laughs> <laughs> and i would be like, baby girl, you're over here showing at like apartment galleries. Like we're both on the same boat. Like, what are you yeah. talking about? Like we're both in this bougie ass program. Like we're both like up to here in fucking student debt. Like mm-hmm. Outsider to what? Outsider to your idea? Like, you know, so yeah. that's where like things sometimes did get like a little.
0: So then I do guess, you think like, it didn't rough. really affect your art? It made you like stand more firm in your style, you think?
1: What you also got to take into account that I am a very like a painter's painter. Like I paint with like oil paint on like prime stretch canvas. So it's like mm-hmm. as traditional as it can get. So a lot of the times it was maybe me standing on the other side of the barrel being like well like yeah like that kind of doesn't adhere to ideas of academia but then yet again like what are you talking about you know like Mm -hmm. it's i i never like what just like with the work that i make i always felt like um kind of in um like i always felt very comfortable with the work that i was making like it was very academic Um, The School of the Art Institute is a a program that's really, like, highly involved with, like, the museum Mm -hmm. that we have right across the street. Mm -hmm. So uh, they do like us to kind of, like, uh, inform our work or to kind of, like, go and take a look at the work that they have there.
0: Yeah. Um, How long does it take you to finish a single, like, piece, would you say? Because your paintings are generally pretty large.
1: Yeah. So it it varies as i mentioned i usually start off with like a list of things that i want to work to kind of feel like mm-hmm. and maybe look like and then um i start like with like a like terp a terp sketch so a terp is like a paint thinner mm-hmm. and uh, i load a rag with paint thinner and some paint and then i start blocking in shapes i think the whole process of uh, kind of it, it can vary really. Like I can finish a painting anywhere from three days to a month, depending on how much time I spend on it. Um, I would say um, generally, like um, I think if I don't finish something right away, then for sure it's going to take a mm-hmm. long time because I lose interest in
0: things. Mm-hmm.
1: So most of the times I work on two or three paintings at the same time and just kind of like bound back and forth on them.
0: So like when you're painting, do you like a quiet space? Is Flo Millie playing in the background? Like, what is your work style?
1: So, I think it definitely varies. Um, In during the day, I really like to play a lot of music. Um, I really like to, um, I have like a a playlist on my phone uh, that I use to like listen to, I guess, music that really like kind of like gets me on, gets me going. But um, overall, I'm actually a night painter. So um, I listen to. You're just a, lot a night owl
0: in general. I feel like.
1: Yeah, I'm up really late at night, usually working or um, just getting stuff done. Um, it's just something that um, it stayed with me. Like after undergrad, I think mm-hmm. I was just always doing things very last minute for the deadlines, and um, eventually that's the time that now I operate. Um, the. Um, Yeah, I I like to work at night. And um, I, in a way, almost become fully possessed or almost uh, tap into this trance to where I can just make the work. And um, the hours literally just shed by. Uh, Sometimes by the time I know it, it's already like five o'clock and I need to go to bed before the sun comes up.
0: So I remember, at least in the early days when I knew you, you would paint People, not saying you don't do that now, but you would paint like either yourself or uh, your friends. But I feel like your art has evolved into almost mythological mm-hmm. Again, my verbiage on this is not as advanced as yours. So, how did that evolution for you go? Does that make the, sense?
1: Because yeah, you yeah, still yeah. do
0: like the bodies, at least for sure, are still like always like human form typically, but like your the face has definitely changed. As you've gotten older. Yeah
1: so in the beginning um, I was learning to paint um, by the things that I saw Mm -hmm. so I was a very observed like uh, I would paint by observation or sometimes I take a reference photo and then just use it as a map so um, I think that's definitely something that uh, we all do at the beginning uh, when Mm -hmm. we're learning to paint Uh, we learn to paint people we learn to paint spaces um, and then we, uh, decide what to do with it. Right. Yeah. I feel like definitely the, the way that the work kind of like evolved or shifted from that was me, um, focusing more on, um, my fantasies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think a lot of the work now, um, has to do with, uh, ideas, uh, that I have of fat or fantasies, usually dealing with moments of seduction or moments mm-hmm. of desire. I really inform these a lot by like uh, sleep.
0: Mm, they're very difficult.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think a lot about um, messing with like these kind of laws of like ground and figure or like placement and shadows. Um, I like to mess with things like that a little bit, mm-hmm. but yes, I, but yet I still wanted to stay like reminiscent of the world that we operate in. Yeah, so that's where I like to kind of like shift the conventionality of like a space that we're used to with like usually like a, a backdrop mm. or setting a ground um and maybe like a sky uh but then at the same time i really kind of wanted to mess with that idea of we have whether it is by messing with color or perspective or um maybe even having the orientation of the canvas like really dictate the way that the figure is going to pose
0: Mm. Do you have a favorite piece you've ever made? Uh, yes. I have a
1: painting at a solo show uh, right now here in Chicago. Plug that shit, baby. And plug it in. <laughs> so the name of the show is Final Fantasy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, it was actually supposed to happen back in March, but it was pushed to September. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a body of work that uh, it's kind of like my, my most recent body of work. Uh, I made I had previously made work for the show that was going to happen in March but the work kind of got stale and I posted most of it on Instagram (laughs) so I just kind of did away with it and um, decided to make an entire new body of work. My favorite piece that I'm talking about the name of the the piece is actually called Final Fantasy Mm. uh, like the name of the show
0: yeah
1: and it's this um, chimera uh, half tiger half eagle, all hot, like uh, a <laughs> creature that I made. I tied like a bow around its testicles mm-hmm. to um, just kind of, it, it's, it's a nod to like a really old um, uh, Andy Warhol drawing that I saw earlier this year at the Art Institute of Chicago. I think that's definitely like my favorite piece right now i I really want it with this with this show or or this question period it's kind of difficult for me because uh they're all kind of like mm-hmm. my favorite mm-hmm. since it's all very recent um even so um this is my sec my my second day of a second art fair that I'm doing this fall, mm-hmm. and uh some of the pieces sold, so I'm actually like really sad about having to kind of oh, like okay. let them go. Mm-hmm without having spent like even like a week with them. Yeah, because I, I finished everything, I want to say like two, three days before the show and then everything was out the door. And then,
0: yeah. You've done so much and I'm like so, obvi- so fucking proud of you, but where do you see you taking your art next? Or where do you see your art taking you next? Either one.
1: So now that I graduated, I'm here in, um, in Chicago uh, for programming up until early spring next year. Mm -hmm. And then after that, um, I'm not really sure if I'm going to stick around. I have given uh, teaching higher education a thought, but also um, I also really see myself moving to uh, New York. Mm -hmm. Um, I just feel like there's a really good market for figure painting in New York right Mm -hmm. now. And there's also some galleries that I'm kind of um, having a conversation with at the moment. So fingers crossed, um, I would say within the year, the next year or so, I would like to move to New York. Mm
0: -hmm. I forgot to ask Paloma, but I know she would have said me, so it's whatever. But who's been inspiring you lately? Or who's somebody whose work that you're like, I want to give them a shout out?
1: Me. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> I inspire me. And I choose me. <laughs> no. um, My friend Yeji Min, mm-hmm. um, she uh, just so happens to be having a, a show, a solo show at the same gallery that I'm having a solo show at the Give same time. Give me the time. dates
0: and the location of the show. My solo show, Final Fantasy,
1: will run from September 12th until October 11th at Julius Caesar, Chicago.
0: Hmm. Wear your masks.
1: Wear your masks. But what about Yeji? make Ji? an appointment. Um, yeah, so Yeji Min um, is actually one of my best friends and just so happens to be having a solo show happening at Julius Caesar at the same time as me. Mm. Um, uh, she makes uh, these really beautiful sequence patterned uh, paintings, are very dreamy. Um, They're definitely a feast for the eyes. I highly recommend anybody um, from Chicago and outside of Chicago to check out her work.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jim, I'll put her stuff for sure in the bio so people can check her stuff out. Mm -hmm. But that show, Julius Caesar, if you're in Chicago, go see it. Ricky's amazing. Yeah. (laughs) All right, Ricky, I appreciate you talking to me yeah thank you
1: so much
0: i Um, love you and i'm very proud of you you and your work Ah! is amazing if you're in the chicago area please go check out ricky's show final fantasy running until october 11th at the julius caesar gallery for more of his art follow his instagram at baby boy paintings and check out yeji min's amazing art too at yeji min you can reach me over at oya the pod on the gram or email me at oya the pod at gmail.com Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.